8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. Well, there you are. Lots uh, to talk about with Imtetun uh, Niati. And I think that that final point is that leadership matters. And then we need to hold leaders accountable. And, and that's a tweet in its own right. You And we need to focus on that. And then everything else will fall into place in terms of South Africa's problems. I tend to agree with him. I think it's very important. We'll have a podcast up of that, um, of the interview of the big hitter with him tomorrow morning uh, around uh, 9 o'clock. So check it out on the SAFM website, safm.co.com. ZA. Right, let's talk minimum wage now. And of course, you know, it's been discussed last year. We've spoken to union people and some of them accepting it, others throwing it out as not something that they like and they want to just chuck it out completely. Having said all of that, it's been taken to government. So in the past, it was never sort of enshrined as law. But uh, as the beginning of this, this year, it certainly is the case. So there is a minimum wage. But how much do you know about the minimum wage? Meaning, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why around minimum wage. Um, and, and perhaps the very important one then in that context is the impact of minimum wage um, on all of us, even people who may not be sort of directly um, sort of in the running for minimum wage. So I'd like to get your thoughts as well, and you can give me your your input on minimum wage. What's your understanding? Uh, is minimum wage acceptable uh, you know, in terms of where it is? Is minimum wage a living wage? And, and if it's not, then what? I mean, to what degree does do, do companies that employ people that they must have a minimum wage or else? What happens if they simply can't afford it? Is the solution then well, don't employ the person. Will that solve the problem? Something for you to consider. So I've got two guests who are both from the University of Stellenbosch, and, and they've put together a report on this. Uh, Dieter von Wintel is with me, senior lecturer in economics uh, at Stellenbosch University. Dieter, good chatting to you, and thanks for your time. Dieter, hi. Hi, it's Marlies Pick speaking. I think they're still struggling. Oh, I think, okay. The line. Thank you. We're going to get to Dieter in a second. So let me just back announce you. Marlies Pick is a PhD candidate, also at the same university at Stellenbosch. Marlies, appreciate your time. Perhaps you can, you know, j- just give us a guideline in terms of, uh, you put together a report, I understand, right? The two of you. Uh, why was that important for people to understand? Yes. Um so, um, as you've mentioned, on the 1st of January 2019, South Africa introduced a national minimum wage of 20 rand per hour. Um, and before the um, 1st of January, we had a different system um, of setting minimum wages. Um, the one was via sectoral determinations. Um, and um, we've really uh, focused on the sectoral determinations. And we've really found that um, firms in rural areas and small firms are really struggling to pay minimum wages. Um, so as they were introduced in these sectors, um, maybe say um, um, in rural areas, um, we've really seen that employment has decreased as a result. Okay. What? Okay. We do. In fact, we have Dieter on the line. So let me let me get to Dieter first. So Dieter von Wintel, uh, senior lecturer in economics at uh, the University of Stellenbosch. Dieter, good chatting to you. Uh, just your initial pronouncement then on when we talk about the minimum wage. So so let me start with this. How significant and and, and around the fact that we now have a minimum wage. How significant is that? And what sort of impact will we see? Uh, in the industry at large, say in a year or two, because of minimum wage? 
Yes, thank you, Ashraf. Um, it's highly significant to remember why she's been uh, a principal of government for many years. And it's taken a long time to get to this. It's a great achievement to, to finally be there and for the first time to have it nationally. Um, in terms of the impact on industry, it could it'll obviously take time to tell what the impact will be. But I think one of the significant things we have to factor in is the, is the climate at the moment, the economic climate. And a lot of international evidence suggests that it's good to introduce something like a minimum wage when the economic climate is good and firms can weather the storm. Uh, and this is currently not necessarily the case in South Africa, but it's likely to, to have quite an uh, As we believe, particularly the vulnerable uh, firms or small firms and also firms in rural areas, the okay, tell you what, we, we're suddenly battling with your online. Let's try and get uh, Benzito, my producer, to, to reconnect uh, with you in particular. Uh, I also encourage callers in. I think the key part of, of the discussion is the thoughts that minimum wage could hurt small firms and rural workers. Now, that may go against the grain of many of the people, the protagonists, around pushing for minimum wage and uh, and they've succeeded of course in getting that adopted uh, by by government so tell us more about that Marlies, in terms of why why would it hurt smaller businesses and and rural workers um so i think there are very different um wage mechanisms taking place with smaller firms and with larger firms so larger firms typically um they attract high productivity workers who um are paid higher wages um so um Smaller firms are often very vulnerable to legislation, um, so that's something we found in our research. And also, for if you compare a firm in an urban or a rural setting, um, rural firms um, just um, cannot pay higher, as high wages as in urban areas. Okay, and, and then, and therefore, how then do you see it playing out? Because obviously, those that have now gone for it in the past has been like, no, workers need to earn a certain minimum level. Beyond that, they simply can't live. But but the essence of that is that employers must pay them that wage, or else not employ them. So, do you foresee a situation where, in fact, that employers will will stop employing people, which therefore means that that uh, you actually would find more people unemployed because of it? Yes, that's that's precisely the issue. So if wages or minimum wages were introduced and employment would not decrease, this would be a win-win situation um, for workers. Um, but if wages are increased and it's at the expense of employment and unemployment increases, this is a real battle in South Africa, especially with um, a really high, high unemployment rates and high poverty and inequality rates. So that's really a fine balance which the South African government really needs to um, balance. Um, so increasing wages of the poorest and the most vulnerable in the society, but not at the expense of employment. Mm. Okay, welcome callers to, but Dieter is back on the line. Dieter, just you comment on that, the uh, the impact on minimum wage on, on small business and rural employers or employees and, and that it could actually negatively impact both of them. Yes, so um, we know already that compliance is quite poor in in these particular firms um, and that they really struggle to pay these wages. Uh, it, we know this particularly from the agricultural sector 
um, where the minimum wage had massive effects in 2003. So we do believe that the, the likely impact will be quite severe into the future, um, particularly to small firms and to to rural firms who are isolated from main markets. Tell you what, I just from a listener point of view, you know, you're listening. We talking about minimum wage, uh, so now it's it's compulsory in terms of law. But uh, how is it related to you? And, and you could you're either an employer or you're an employee, one of the two. So, as an employer, when you've heard now that there's a minimum wage, how has it changed uh, your position? Well, you basically, if you're going to employ them, you're going to have to pay them that wage. So, how has it changed in terms of the people you employ? Uh, do you find you've better to make a plan and make sure that you give them the wage and you're very happy with that? Or, in fact, you've employed less people because of your concerns that the addition to that wage bill is something you simply can't afford? So, has that changed at, at all? There's also a scope for for what uh, freelance or part-time workers for up to a minimum of three months. Have you had more of those type of people so you don't have to employ them full-time as a result of this year? And then the other parties as an employee, you know, so now you have a minimum wage. Is is that enough? Is the minimum wage a living wage? I mean, here's the, here's the key takeout. Is minimum wage a living wage? And if, and if the answer to that is yes, then great. If the answer is no, in fact, even the minimum wage is not a living wage, then then how much is a living wage? And and if it's more than that, then who should be doing something about it? How do we get to a situation where if it's not a living wage, we are able to implement a mechanism so that some way or the other, that person, that family that could be 5,000 rand a month short in terms of the living wage or 10,000 rand short will somehow be able to get that money so that they can have this living wage. It's an important one. It's a conundrum in many ways. I'd like to get your thoughts. Uh, drop me a line. Uh, first prize is to call on air. 0891 The show is called The Viewpoint, so it's all about you sharing your viewpoint. Sometimes we concur, sometimes we don't agree, but we certainly do talk, and I want to talk with you. There are other options. You can WhatsApp us in terms of the voice notes. So that's 614 uh, Maximum 30 seconds if you're doing a voice note. SMS is also welcome 40938 and the fourth option is to tweet us uh, hashtag SAFM viewpoint when you do just that then you tag me Ashraf Ganta and do tag SAFM radio so here's the bottom line it's about you and your viewpoint around minimum wage and living wage I want to hear you right after this Catch summer on free with hot, hot, hot movies. Friday nights at 9.30pm this month, we bring you We Used to Be Cool, Kathmandu Lullaby, Good Luck Algeria and I, Daniel Blake. Saturday nights at 7pm, Mean Girls and Mean Girls 2, Failure to Launch and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Then later at 9.30pm, Minority Report, Collateral and War of Worlds. And Sunday late night movies at 10pm with Mr. Turner. Race to Witch Mountain, Derailed, and Magalia Mutter. Don't miss out. Tune in every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for good company and good movies only on SABC3. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Okay, I asked for calls. I want to get your opinion. Let's get to those calls. Willie on the line from Christiana. Willie, go ahead. Hello. Willie, you're on the air. Yes, yes, uh, Ashraf. Good evening. Yeah, good you evening know? indeed. Yes, yes, uh, Ashraf. You know, I wish the 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 
the, the, the labor, uh, I mean, no, no, the, the unions, the labor unions would have been there also to, to, to respond to the questions in as far as the minimum wage is concerned because it's them actually who are making a big noise uh, saying that that is too little. But, but unfortunately, averagely speaking, it is okay that uh, uh, 3,500 a month or blah, blah, uh, 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 considering facts such as uh, 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 the, the, the Smolanyana uh, uh, business, such as uh, uh, the tax swap, such as yes. So therefore, um, uh, the other point is uh, coming to, 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 to things such as uh, uh, land expropriation, you see, whereby maybe in future we, as black people, would not have enough resources to, to own the land, and then we shall have, we shall have to face also this, this uh, uh, minimum wage problem, whereby, whereby the, the employers, like you've just mentioned, Asha, some of the employers uh, deem it as, 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 as a huge mountain to climb because of their businesses. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, there we are. Thanks for that call, uh, Willie. Uh, and, and more calls, more diverse opinions, male, female, employers, employees. You are certainly welcome. Molly's pick, uh, who is a PhD candidate at uh, University of Stellenbosch, you may wish to respond to, to that call and give me your take on it. Um, yes, the line was a little bit shaky, um, but um, just with your question about whether the minimum wage, the national minimum wage of 20 rand per hour is a living wage, mm. um, I think the unions have been very clear. They, um, they say that the 20 rand mark is way too low. Um, I don't think it's a living wage, um, especially in the context um, of big South African households where often only one or two people are employed and um, paying for um, numerous household members, um, uh, 20 rand will not suffice. Um, However, it is a starting point um, from which we can work from. Okay, so a starting point, but but the starting point is not quite good enough, isn't it? Yes, no, it's it's really difficult. And um, we, as the research uh, community, we um, haven't really understood all of the effects of minimum wage in South Africa, even when they were introduced 16 years ago. Um, we don't always have the, the data to understand what is really happening. Um, so even if we haven't really understood what's happening to how the economy reacted to a policy shock which happened 16 years ago, um, we cannot also predict what is going to happen. So I think government has tried to go for a um, for a easier approach and started at quite a low base um, and worked themselves up from there. Mm. Interesting. You just talk about a low base. Did you, did you come in on that? And I know that many of the uh, trade unions were supportive and very much on side with government, but others have rejected even the minimum wage as as far too little. Technically, what, what do you feel about that position? Um, yes, so currently um, our estimates suggest that um, about 50% of our workforce is currently earning below 50, uh, 20 rand per hour. Um, so the national wage really has the potential to increase uh, wages of half of our workforce, which is a good start. Um, I don't really have a number to tell you that this would be a better um, starting point, but as a balancing act, starting at 3,500 rand is maybe not the worst. 
um, horse position to start off with. Mm. Ditto, you you like to add to that in terms of you know h- how much is enough? Yes, so um, I, I agree that it's not a living wage because um, if you divide three and a half thousand by four, you if for a family of four, that leaves the whole family in poverty. So you would definitely have to raise that. I would say at least double to to get a living wage. Um, so it really is a starting point. But I, I must support Molitia in her sentiments that I think it's it's a reasonable approach to start low and to see what the impact is before we can make bold moves to to really move this further. Because if we see when the next statistics come out that unemployment has dropped sharply then we need, do need to rethink this. If we see that it has been quite uh, benign, then of course, then we can start considering more bolder steps towards uh, a higher minimum wage and moving towards uh, a living wage. Um, but as to, to think that if, if a whole lot of people are going to get a lot more wages now, because just to the extent that the number of people that earn so much below the minimum wage at this point, that is really a massive achievement, except if a large proportion of those people will become unemployed. Now, that's a good point. There's, uh, there's calls. Godfrey coming up in just a second, I think. Uh, here's a question or two. Well, Bradley's saying, I of different people need different amounts to live. As simple as that. Some can live on 3,500 rands. Others can't. Uh, you have to live according to what you can earn. You cannot pay an unskilled person a skilled wage, and these unskilled people must stop having so many children. From Bradley, that's one point. Another point is, uh, well, it's untitled, Brashrof. Good evening, and your guest. I'm a farm worker from Picketberg in the Cape. The minimum wage, they lead to a lot of us losing our jobs because farmers can't afford it, and then we are opted for temporary jobs. I tell you what, if you are, if you are able to call in, I want to hear your testimony because that's a very important testimony that are people not employing people to the level they would have because they simply can't afford them. And then how does that help you? Well, you now have a minimum wage provided you're employed, but if you're not employed, well, you're not going to get anything at all. Godfrey, uh, let's get your thoughts. Hello. Okay. Godfrey, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good indeed, yeah. yeah I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, Godfrey, go ahead. Let, let's get your thoughts. Okay, the point is that, you know, when, 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 they, when they think about that, I mean, my, my, my mom, they, didn't, they didn't think about the, the cost of transport, you know. Uh, 3.5 is too little. Just imagine you are using 2.5 to go to work and then are going to survive with 2,000 rand. Yeah, but the question is, who's, whose problem is that? Is it not a supply and demand situation where the higher skilled you are, the more likely you are to earn more money, the lower skilled you are, the less likely? Now, if you, yeah. if you want to earn but more, is it, is it the problem of the employer to pay you more than you're worth if you're not worth that much because your skills don't warrant that? No, I mean that they, they say the minimum wage is 3.5. Yeah. But that's, that's too little. If, if it was 5, 5. something, it was something else. You, you 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 can't even buy groceries with two thousand rand. Well, for, okay. Are, are you are you affected by that yourself or somebody you know? No, I'm not affected. I know someone who was affected. Yeah. Well, what do you think That's is the, the solution? Problem. What then for you is the solution? 
Oh, I think that, you know, like those who are working on the farms, the, 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 the farmers are making a lot of money out of those oranges and, and those citrus fruits and, and mangoes, but they're paying, they're paying, they're paying their workers peanuts. Okay, got that. That's your view, Godfrey. Others may may agree with Godfrey. There's a but. But I'm looking at solutions. I'm looking at acceptance of the minimum wage and then solutions to that. Keeping in mind the context of our discussion, which is that the point of my two guests is that minimum wage impacts on smaller businesses and uh, and rural employees and definitely employs them, uh, affects them negatively. And, and whether you are in agreement is something else. Uh, the ability to relax labor laws that contribute towards unemployment would be only one of the myriad of benefits of a universal basic income grant. More on that. Ditter von Wintel is with me from Stellenbosch University, Senior Lecturer in Economics. Ditter, perhaps pick up on some of those comments that we've had? Yes, I'd I'd like to pick up on the transport costs because that is really a big issue. Um, You know, you, you hear qualitative evidence of where people suggest that they don't accept jobs because the transport cost just doesn't uh, square up to the wage that they're getting. And because of the way cities were designed under apartheid, uh, people live far from jobs, and that's just a reality. So it's not just a time cost, it's also a fair cost or a share of people's wages that are spent on transport. And, you know, that means that we need multi-pronged solutions. Uh, it doesn't mean that we should just try and pay people more. We should actually also try from the solution of trying to improve transport systems to also help the labor market function better. So in other words, there's very many different approaches that are required to solve the issue of uh, working poverty. What do you make of, of you know some of the pronouncements? Well, of course, governments may need a law. Then we've got the unions, and you know there are different strands of thought with unions, and then and then other you know maybe employee organisations, not necessarily unions. I'm talking of big business or small business. Uh, what do you make of any of their pronouncements that they've said? It is something worth repeating, if you can. Sorry, could you just repeat that? I, I, I was saying, you know, are there pronouncements made by all those interest groups that you'd like to share? That means worth pronouncements worth repeating in terms of their positions. Yes, so um, I think definitely uh, from the union side, we we had a two two different reactions. We had support for the fact that we do have a minimum wage now, uh, and then uh, also uh, just the, the criticism against the low level of it and that then shouldn't be there at all. And I think that's that's a valid point. Both of these points uh, really suggest that there's a big tension in this debate, um, as we've discussed quite substantially already. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Marley, do you want to add to that? What I'm trying to say is just to get a an overview of the different interest groups and how they've accepted or not accepted these changes. Hmm. Um. If I could just add to that, I really think that the long-term solution is really um, getting workers to be more productive. So it needs to start with the education system, but this is a really long-term solution. So in the interim, having a, na- uh, a national minimum wage could just protect the most vulnerable people. Um, but as uh, the caller who called in, I mean, he had such a valid point. Transport costs are really high. Living, uh, living costs are really high. So 3,500 rand looks very meager um, if you if you have um, really high expe- uh, expenses and live far away from your employer. Um, 
Okay, let's get let's get another call. There's a call from Durban. I think it's called Win or Win. Maybe you can help me with the pronunciation. Win, hi. Yes, Ashraf. Good evening to yeah, you. Good evening, indeed. Um, I just want to make a comment. I think this minimum wage is going to have, unfortunately, a severe impact on employment. I think quite a lot of people will maybe end up working fewer days for the if you know for, so their take home pay will be will remain much the same as it was and i think for the economies of rural areas and smaller towns i think it's actually going to be a disaster because for example let's take a a a situation where you a person lives in in, in in escort and and starts a small clothing business they're going to have a huge problem because if they have a problem with with one of their machines they're going to have to call a, a mechanic out from sort of Peter Maritzburg and the fellow's going to charge them his traveling time and and to repair the machine and drive back up until now the advantage they've had is they could pay their employees lower wages so, so that offsets the higher cost of doing business in smaller towns, particularly if you're, you know, a long way from your market and your suppliers of components, be they fabric, and I'm talking clothing now, fabric, trimmings, this, that, and the other. So, I personally think it's going to have a very negative impact, not only on employment around the country, but in particular on small rural towns and the government's intention is to grow those economies of smaller towns i think this is a very very retrogressive step and i think it will do permanent damage to the rural economy okay got that thank you i want to just check it there's a thanks for that call win uh i want to just double check if there's a voice note or two i think there's a couple before we're going to wrap up so let's hear this um it's a very tricky one the question of a living wage Yes, it did help many people to improve their wages, and that is good. But to be honest, there is there is living and there is surviving. And with 3.5 a month, you even struggle to survive, let alone live. So there is no way that 3.5 can be regarded as a living wage. Thank you. It's Tara from East London. Tara Tuetwa. Okay, Tara Church, we're not, it's not even survival wage or something along that line. Uh, okay, there's a, th- let's do this. Let's just, uh, there's a couple of SMSs. Now, I can't quite read that very clearly. Okay, let's leave it at that. Uh, maybe just final points from both of you. Ditter, just your final thoughts in terms of what, what, what's the one thing you'd be looking out for in the future? Yes, I'm really concerned about the creation of jobs into the future. And if firms are not going to say, let's wait and see as a result of this wage. So even if there's not a lot of job losses now, I think the long-term impact could be a reduction in the creation of jobs, especially in rural areas and especially among small firms. Okay. And and Marlies, your your last take on this issue in terms of key pointers to look out for? Yes, maybe two points. Um, So as Dieter just mentioned, are we actually going to outprice the least skilled uh, and most vulnerable workers in our economy, number one. Um, And another point, um, so the national minimum wage um, has um, certain exemptions as well. So agricultural workers will be paid 18 rand per hour, 
for the first year, as well as domestic workers will be paid 15, and then for expanded uh, public works program workers 11 rand per hour. And in, in addition, um, businesses who feel that they cannot pay the national minimum wage can also pl- apply for an exemption um, through the Department of Labor. Um, so I think that second point will be quite crucial in determining what will happen to employment um, as a result of the national minimum wage. Okay, and that's where we're going to leave it uh, for now. It's, uh, it's an important discussion. There'll be more takes, I'm sure, around the issue of minimum wage or living wage or survival age, uh, wage rather, as has been suggested. Marlies Pick, thanks for your time. Uh, and then Dieter von Wintel, appreciate your time. Both are from the University of Stellenbosch. Uh, Dieter is the senior lecturer in economics there. Marlies Pick is a PhD candidate at the same university. Appreciate your input. If you have any further thoughts, you can tweet us, hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. I will certainly share that to the broader public as well.